Hey y'all, so we are here and we're going to talk about the first piece of our Jubilee project. So one of the seven kind of traits in your life that we think is important if you're going to have the best life you could possibly have. And this first one, we're titling Tribes, which is essentially the, import, the people that you deem important in your life and the amount of connection you have with those people. So um, yeah, like we think that's a very important thing. Obviously our gym has a big... Uh, component of connectedness or togetherness that tribal mentality and that's on purpose like that's something we want and we think that's just an important thing in life in general and a point that i'm going to make later on is that it is super important to your health actually and i think that people will be surprised about that so morgan what do you what do you think about the tribes i i feel like i am very much a uh, tribe believer i i i need a tribe to function um I think a lot of that goes with having an outgoing personality. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't be in a tribe if you're not outgoing by any means, but I think that I, I get fueled by the tribe that I have in my life and being a loner or um, an introvert or, or things like that just aren't for me. So I definitely think that this this tribe thing that I have found in CrossFit and that we have cultivated as gym owners is incredibly important to me as a person. Uh, my well-being, uh, like you said, you mentioned that it's good for your health and things like that. But um, I love being a part of a tribe, and wh wherever that might be for you, my gym tribe is my biggest tribe, and and we ride deep. I think a. Uh you brought up that you're an extrovert and that's part of it. And I think that might be what people jump to quickly with this. I don't think that, um, I guess when I'm, when I made this category, I don't necessarily even mean that you're being social. Like that is, that is an element, like a sub element of the idea of a tribe. But like, I think in, even introverted people have, you know, it might be a smaller number, but like a handful of people that have, they have real connections with. And that's the important thing. It's not so much like, do you have a hundred friends? It's it's really like how quality are the best five relationships you have. Right. And then, you know, obviously if you can extend that out to more, that's awesome. So um, we're not saying it's not good to have more than that, but I think that is a, 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 thing, a good thing you brought up that people are going to look at this like we're saying you need a big social circle and that's not the point. The point is you have X number of people around you that support you, that have your back, that are... Uh, you know, help you make decisions that you can talk to about things when things are difficult. Um, those are kind of the reasons that we think this is important. And I think too, that everybody has a role inside of a tribe. And some people are going to have the more extroverted roles and some people are going to have the more introverted role, roles. And I do think that there can be little subgroups within a tribe as well. Um, for Like you were saying, you don't have to be social with everybody in that tribe and you don't have to be bestest of friends with everybody in that tribe, but you do have people who have your back and are there to help you through situations or help you make important decisions or be there for you and support you and encourage you and in, in whatever it is in your life. Uh, it might not be every single person, but there are going to be people within that tribe that are, are there for you that are your people. So, yeah. So, I picked the word tribes to d describe this category and that probably has a kind of a, it feels like an ancient, uh, it, it doesn't feel like a word you use anymore to talk about groups of people. 
Um, and I, I did that kind of intentionally because, you know, no matter how you decided or what you believe how humans got to where we are now, that regardless of your thoughts on that, either kind of major pull, like whether it was a intelligent design God thing that people became who they are now, or whether you believe in a more evolutionary biology stance, both of those um, have this this tribal mentality kind of built into them. So if you're looking at it from uh, like the evolutionary biology side, there's a book, man, I can't remember what it's called. I should, I should have looked it up before I talked about it, but um, it's this gigantic book and essentially it's about how the human homo sapien became the dominant person person group and we won out essentially and it goes into talking about we weren't the fastest or the our brain wasn't the biggest all this stuff but what we did was we communicated we were the first um animal group to communicate well and so we could do things like plan or uh you know take strategic areas and set that up basically what we did is we started forming a tribe like how animals might travel in groups for protection and all that stuff and that's kind of how we won out and this the main elements that were important are what you would imagine if you know if you go back a long time ago um, you needed protection from the elements uh, you needed food so shelter food and the ability to procreate those were very important things going on nowadays we don't really have most of us probably if you're listening to a podcast you don't have those aren't issues in your life you're not worried about having shelter at night or food on the table um the procreation thing maybe you are or not but you definitely have access to people in ways you never did a long time ago so those are things that we're not really worried about like we were back then but this tribal thing is still built into us because uh if you look at something like well i'll ask you morgan doesn't know this so this is just putting her on the spot but name name like three common things that people are afraid of that can't hurt them these are like common things that people are very afraid of just and i'm sure you'll hit the one i'm talking about in these three but not like snakes right like a snake can hurt you i mean things that aren't like that uh dying alone okay dying alone yeah uh building or cultivating Adult relationships. Okay, I, I'm thinking of something that is like a, a something that somebody would actually list as one of their fears. And this is, like, I think, it's the most common fear that humans heights? list. Well, spiders. Heights, no, those could both hurt you if you fall from high up. True. Die, oh, okay, I forgot about that you. part. Uh, this is something that is non-related to that kind of stuff. And it's, I think it, I could be wrong. I'll look it up, but I think this is the number one fear of at least Western people, Americans, and stuff. Not having any money? It's, well, okay, so that's a good example, but it's public speaking. It's, oh, it's talking well, in front yeah. of people. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. and that, if you look at that, you'd say, okay, there's no, why are humans afraid to talk in front of people? There's not a real, you can't die from it. Like, that's not how it works. Right. But back in the, back in the day, when you were in your tribe, if you, uh, if you spoke out and, it, and that got you, and that, you know, upset the wrong people, maybe like, the higher ups in this tribe and you got kicked out of that tribe, essentially that was a death sentence because you didn't have shelter, you didn't have food, you couldn't procreate. So like saying things in front of people became something that we get in that, like people when they go to talk in front of people get actual physiological responses of fear. Like their heart like rate goes sweating up, sweat, and have to 
throw make, up yeah, or poop or and that, something. And that doesn't make any sense because, like, nowadays, if you go give a worst case scenario, you give like a bad speech at work, like maybe get fired, like that would suck. Yeah. But even that is pretty extreme. Like, most likely they're going to be like, that wasn't very good, or you didn't prepare for that very well. Or, like, honestly, what will most likely happen is no one will think anything of it because no one's paying attention to begin with. So, right. But it just shows, like, all this stuff is so wired in us from our past um, that it still shows up today, even though, you know, tribes have changed. And I think the really cool part about tribes having changed, like I said, back then, if you upset the elders and you get kicked out, that was bad news. Like, like I said, you're probably going to die. Nowadays, you're not just, like, born into a tribe and then can't leave it. Like, you can move wherever you want to move. People have friends all across the world, maybe even like real relationships with people that they might not even met that many times. Um, and you get to pick your tribe and from all different backgrounds yeah. and different, but yeah. And it's cool. And so, you know, people like, you know, I think a lot of times people associate this with I me. Mean, if you have like a good family upbringing, you tend to have a safer environment and this tribe connection piece is easier for you. And that's, that's probably true. But nowadays, the cool part, I guess this sounds bad, but you don't have to like your family. Like you don't, if your family is bad to you, you don't have to spend time with them. You don't have to live with them. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You can go find your group of people who support you and uplift you and help you become the person you want to be. And just, you know, going back even a couple generations, like if you imagine, man, like our, I guess, grandparents generation, maybe great grandparents generation, and you have like, uh, just a mass like poverty happening and you know it was just uh i don't know man people didn't have stuff you couldn't could, there was no phone you couldn't call people people might have lived a long way away because they were on farms and whatever like you you were you were around the people you were raised with and that's how it was going to be because that's how life works and now you know you got vehicles you have the internet you have whatever you get to pick who you want to be friends with and you get to pick that tribe so I guess the first point I want to make is to empower you to make those choices. Like if you're in bad relationships, whether that's a romantic one or, you know, friends one or whatever, get out of them or, you know, or at least I guess maybe first talk to them about that and try to fix it. And if, and if they don't want to do that or it can't be fixed, don't waste your time and energy in a, in a relationship that is having a negative impact on you when there's 7 billion people out there that you could get along with great. And I yeah. think that we do too much of that. I saw somebody post, uh, it was like a repost shared quote or something like that. And, and it was like, you know, talk, just talking about why you don't necessarily need to be friends with or uh, be around people and keep people who are, are, are bad for you in your life. And it was like, yeah, you can forgive them and you can move past it. And they might have changed or whatever but it doesn't mean that that person still isn't toxic to your life and I thought that was really interesting it was like yeah you can forgive them and let them go for sure but having them in your life is toxic so you have to you have to cut that that tie if you want to maintain a healthy life or a healthy mentality or or you know whatever just cultivate cultivate healthy relationships in your life yeah, forgive them, but move on because having them in your life, no matter what, no matter if you've forgiven them or not, is is still toxic. So for sure. And P.S. the back to it. That book I was talking about is called Sapiens, and it's by a guy named Yuval Noah Harari. So 
it's a giant book. It's like 700 pages. And it's super <laughs> yeah. nerdy. It's probably not for everybody, but it was an interesting, interesting read for sure. Is that, is that the book that Judah got a paper cut, paper cut on? <laughs> yeah, my kid, <laughs> my kid picked it up and cut his finger. So it's, it's also dangerous, apparently. Yes. So be careful with that. All right. So moving on. So why that's all important, and obviously the stuff that I'm going to talk to you about is nerdy science stuff. But so the cool part, like we own a gym. So why are we talking to you about? relationships and social connectedness and things like that and the reason is because it is extremely tied into health if we, if we look at health if we back up a second and say health we don't view health at CrossFit Ransom as you having a six-pack and being able to lift 500 pounds those are those are indicators that you are on a healthy path or that you are healthy but those kind of things are not the end result of health they are just byproducts of health so you can be very healthy and not have a six pack. You can be very healthy and, you know, heck, you can not lift weights and be very, very healthy. Now, we think that is the best way to health, but you can still get a long way without it. But so, relationships or social connectedness or however you want to word this tribe is connected to health big time. There's a giant meta study. So, a meta study for non nerds is a study in which they just looked at a bunch of studies. So, they didn't do anything but crunch numbers. So, but it was a study where they looked at, I can't remember, 30,000 people worth of data, and it was a long, it was over like 30 plus, I think they started in the 70s, and it went until 2014, and they were looking at all these uh, studies that looked at relationships, and then people being sick in the hospital, and kind of outcomes, and the uh, there was a 50% better chance of survival if you had what they call like social connectedness, than if you didn't, so... That was the number one predictor of health and longevity. It actually is slightly higher than a pack-a-day smoking habit. So, like, getting rid of a pack-a-day smoking habit will actually help you a little bit less live a long, healthy, productive life than just having good social relationships. And I think that's a shocking thing for people, especially, like, coming from the gym. We should say, you know, you need to eat better, you need to lift weights and, and do cardio. And those are all very important. They just don't happen to be a 50% bump in your life expectancy or like your not life expectancy but your chances of uh reduced mortality rate is the way that they would word it so that's super interesting they you can look into the study if you just google like i don't know relationship uh meta-analysis i'm sure you'll find it but they looked at different categories uh because it's tough to you know this is like a tough subject to put like exact words on so they looked at loneliness living or living alone in social isolation, which I think are interesting things. I think we think that, um, social isolation, uh, it, that to me would be the thing that you would think has the highest, uh, I don't know. I, I think that would be the thing that to me, while looking at those numbers, like, man, that's going to be the thing that's really a, a big deal. And, but people choose that. Right. And so that's interesting. So they looked at this a couple different ways and that's kind of the point I wanted to bring up. Social isolation, if you only looked at it like who lives by themselves, it had a less of a factor built in. But if you looked at it like people who wanted relationships who felt socially isolated, so yeah, it's, it's different. very different. And it's tough yeah. to measure that. And that's why I said this is all kind of, you know, if you want to go look at the numbers, go look at the numbers. But people who feel socially isolated had the highest, um, took the highest hit as far as like the life expectancy thing goes. So, if you didn't feel socially isolated, you had like a, I think a 32% chance of, uh, 
a shorter, like a, a less mortality rate. So it's pretty crazy. Um, this all stuff, like they started looking at this stuff really in the 80s, and a very prominent uh, researcher, uh, I'm trying to see if I can bring up this exact quote so I don't mess this up, but they looked at, um, he, they're talking about this stuff, and it's not really super popular yet, and people are kind of brushing it off because you, like I said, it's tough to put your finger on exactly like what being lonely means or how do you measure that? Um, is it, and they're trying to separate that out from like things like depression. And now obviously those all kind of play together, but they're trying to even factor, you know, like control for things like that. And, and, uh, they said that this is going to, they think that this is going to be like in the eighties is when the first time people were looking at, uh, Americans and being like, Hey, if they keep doing the things they do and eating the way they do, we're going to have an obesity issue. And in the 80s, there wasn't one. And they're saying, hey, this is coming because we see what's happening. We know what's going to happen with this. We're watching the trend. And I think we're starting to see this with this kind of stuff. You're starting to see, if you watch the news or social media, like if you look at things like suicide rates and all that stuff, especially in our teenage population, those things are going up, or shoot, younger than teenage population now. Like you're only seeing those numbers go up. And it's, it's mainly because we... The social networking life that we live now is so different than um, kind of how we were programmed to live, and it's a difficult thing to deal with. And there's you can really quickly feel socially isolated on those kind of things. And you, if you don't have the the tribe to talk about that with, and to have those someone around you that has the coping skills to help you deal with that, it can be you know detrimental, you know even fatal to people. And it's crazy that they're predicting this like 20 years ago, like hey, this is coming. And here it is, just like people did with the obesity epidemic. So, And I feel like a big word that just keeps popping into my head is just connections. Like, feeling socially isolated means that you are not connected and no one else is connected to your life. Or you mm -hmm. feel like that is happening. And connected could just be like checking in or saying hello or having a conversation being connected could be on a higher level where like you call each other and have phone conversations and or you know you keep going to where you're hanging out often and and spending face-to-face -face time together or, you know they're coming to your birthday parties or you're there for the birth of their children or in their weddings you know like there's all these levels of connection but I just keep thinking like if someone is socially feels socially isolated that they can't pinpoint one person in their life on any one of those levels of connection to be able to name like hey I have this connection with so and so even if it is just a texting relationship or in the social media world where you know they're they're online friends or, you know, whatever, like mm -hmm. that's still a connection that can help you feel not socially isolated. But to me, like I, it's just mine is it's so crazy to think that there are so many people out there who feel that way. And that is one of these, one of these things, because I know as such a social person, you know, connections are and being social with people is what keeps me going. It's like what, what I, what I live for. Right. Um, and, and if somebody is longing for that and doesn't have that or doesn't have that tribe in their life, like I can't imagine the mental and physical toll that that could play on, on you. Yeah, for sure. I'll read off a couple of crazy, uh, statistics, or I guess I'll start with here. Here are some things that they, they have 
pretty good. Now, science is always improving and getting better. And like I said, some of this stuff is very difficult to put your exact finger on. But these are things that they have demonstrated are correlated either positively or negatively with we'll call it like not having meaningful personal relationships. So we're calling that tribe for shorthand, but that's what they're talking about. So uh, if you do have meaningful personal relationships, your ability to cope with stressful situations goes up. Uh, you alleviate the effects of emotional distress. You, uh, your self-esteem is higher. You, um, your mental health long-term, they found a lot of correlation with people who have meaningful relationships you don't see a lot of the kind of nasty things that we're seeing in the aging population, like Alzheimer's, things like that. Those things don't pop up as frequently in people with better relationships. Um, even things like your blood pressure is tends to be lower. Your cardiovascular risks tend to be lower. Uh, and then obviously like having people around you who can steer you in the right direction if they see you going off the rails is just like a, an important thing to have. And so a lot of this, you know, like I said, it's difficult to point, touch the exact thing that's changing here, but they, I think that a lot of it is related to people around you that you trust can say, hey, we need to work on these things before it becomes an issue. Um, those are all things that are like positively or negatively, depending which way. Th those are all good ways, all good things that come from it. Um, another bunch of stats that I saw, let's see. Uh, elevated social integration lowers your risk of physiological dysfunction across the board. Um, social isolation risk in adolescence is equal to physical inactivity in project in predicting their health. So, you know, let's say you have some kid that you know does no physical activity, their health markers are going to look almost, you know, they're going to be very, very close to a kid who does all the other things in life you think are healthy but doesn't have any kind of physical or, or sorry psychological uh connection with a close peer group or people he he can trust um and then the last one in the elderly population they have shown that social isolation has a bigger impact on dying than diabetes does so i mean those are crazy things if you look at them like that say say <laughs> no i can't even say it Say social. Social. Okay, you said it right that time. Both of us, I think it keeps coming out like social. <laughs> oh, I, I apologies. My apologies if we are not talking very well. Um, but yeah, so I mean, those are all just crazy things that, you know, we know diabetes is bad, right? Like there's not like a, we don't need to really talk about, oh, what, you know, what can we do there? Um, but these kind of uh, connection points that are very, like I said, they're difficult to put your finger on exactly where they are because they can't say like, is one great relationship better than three really good relationships? They just can't really, there's no, that's, that's a difficult thing to, to look at with the data. But, um, the cool stuff about this is the big meta study I talked about, uh, meta analysis. It looked at people from across the world, across genders, across races, um, age group and, this applies across the board. There are certain points in your life and there are certain um, like maybe issues that certain uh, demographics are prone to that get skewed a little bit with this one way or the other. But essentially when you put all that data in, it, it washes out and this kind of goes across the board for everybody, which is just crazy. And I feel like it probably too has some sort of, um, it's not linear as you get older, I'm sure. 
And, and I feel like at some points in your life, it's going to be more challenging than others. And it's going to get a little bit easier. And then you're going to get to another phase of your life and it's going to pick back up and be a little more challenging. Like, I know I can speak to the younger population, like children, that, that information that you said earlier that you shared. And because I see it every day, I work with elementary age children and, and I'm, I, I can see that playing out the way that some kids are being raised or or not having both parents in their lives or not being able to participate in sports where they're around other children or other adults and, and like all those different connections are getting lost and, and they're not able to make those and then I can see too like you know it might get better for a little while because they find their niche and they're 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 able to dial it in but then you get to an age where you know, your friends are all getting married or, sure, yeah. you know, and, and you feel like you're now on the outside again. And then, then maybe you do get married and then your friends are all having children and then you're on the outside again. And, and it probably just goes up and down. Like it's a roller coaster ride. I feel like, yes, it does affect all ages. Yes. All genders and races and all of those things, but it's going to reach its, its uh, peaks and valleys. I'm sure at all, all different points in your life. Yeah. It's interesting. You brought that up. Uh, I can't remember one of the studies I looked at, I think it was the study by Yang and other people as well, but the I think they they seem to uh, demonstrate that at 65 years old and under, we're all kind of affected roughly the same way. Like, you're talking about specific moments in people's life, but those moments happen at different ages, so it's tough to say which age right, that would be. Right, right. Um, so, but up to 65, it seems like we're all kind of lumped together that not being socially connected is going to have a negative impact. And then for some reason at 65 and above, it seems to not completely go away, but really drop off. And I don't know if that's just people have, you know, they're very comfortable with who they are at 65 and they can be by themselves and deal with that. Or I'm not really sure what that, what that's about. I thought you were going to say that it was going to go up. It actually, yeah, it goes down. It's that's Which that, is crazy. Yeah. Cause like when I think about you know, people 65 and up, I'm not saying that lots of people die between 65 and 70, but I mean, you know, 70 and up is when you start to see a lot of different health issues and, and people are losing their spouses and their friends. And it's like, I think about my grandmother who, I mean, for a while there, I feel like it was, gosh, every month or so she'd be like a friend passed away, a friend passed away, yeah. a friend passed away. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know how that, and like that stage in your life, it's not making it harder. But I mean, I get it. Like you said, like you're probably comfortable in who you are. You're comfortable in the life that you're living. You've settled down. You've made your choices. Maybe you're just out here cruising and enjoying your life at that point. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I would guess it's probably two. There's probably two parts. One, you're saying like after 65 is when people start dying. And I think that's true unless you're sick. And so this is talking about a lot of people you know, if you die of heart disease, most guys die of heart disease. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I bet it's before 65. Um, if you if you have diabetes, you you don't. A lot of people don't live to 65. I mean, right. your life expectancy is much shorter when you have these things going on. Um, so I think that's part of it is that if you have a lot, you know, if you have one or two or three of these things, and then you have you're socially isolated, you're probably not making it to 65, and then. At 65, you probably get so inundated with that stuff. You, when you have six friends die in a two-year period, you probably, 
you know, I don't want to say become numb to it, but you probably like you have accepted that this is the what's happening in your life now, and you, you know, it it just is what life is, and so I don't know. I mean, that is interesting because I those that's a group that is socially isolated frequently. Um, I don't know, but you know, it's yeah, it's, it is interesting numbers drops for off sure. a little bit. Yeah, and like I said, I th- that was just one study. Obviously, that could be you know looked at more there's just a number that they threw out there that i remember seeing so um but yeah so basically long story short we think you should value your tribe you should selectively pick who is in it um doesn't mean that people can't be in it that challenge you or you know frustrate you or do Mm -hmm. things like that because those can all be very useful things to you making you a better human being yeah um it's a good point you should pick you should pick who who earns your trust, who gets to have the real life talks with you, who you invest in and who invests back in you because you have that ability. Now this isn't, this isn't, you know, 1900 when you just knew the people who lived next to you because that's all your world was. Well, and I feel like too, in a tribe of people that is just like you, it can make life very boring. Yeah, for sure. You know, like everybody agrees, everybody believes the same thing, everybody wears the same clothes, everybody looks the same, everybody does the same, everybody enjoys the same hobbies. It's like, ugh. You know, yeah. like I know some people probably want that, but I think for most people that would just lead to a really boring life. Yeah, for sure. And we obviously, I'm not I'm not a big political person, but I think the one of the cool things, one of the things that does make America awesome is we have that diversity we have every type of person every background and that does make living together challenging and that's why we probably have more issues than a lot of countries Mm -hmm. do but it also when you get through that and get to work with those different types of people than you and you get to build those relationships you get some really cool unique things that you never would have got if you were only friends with the person that was just like you so i think that's a really cool point yeah um yeah i just want to wrap up by saying you relationships Having good relationships is more important to your health and living a long, healthy life than whether you smoke or not, whether you exercise or not, whether you eat well or not, whether you have had a heart attack already, whether you have diabetes. And those are all things that you should be actively trying to do your best on. And this is just another thing that you should be focusing on. And I think a lot of people, when they're worried about health or if there's, you know, if there's someone who you would say, oh, that's a healthy person they might not have considered this. And this is something that, like I said, has more of an impact on living a long, healthy life than all those other things. And so it's great that you, you know, you run 10 miles a day, Mm. but if you die at 60 unhappy, that's not a super great lifestyle, No. no matter how healthy you were or how fit you thought you were. So, and I think in the time of the Rona, this is a great opportunity to cultivate these things. Like, how much more time, I mean, and I know not everybody, I know there's still a lot of people working and, and there's a lot of essential workers and things out there and, and thank you so much. But for the majority of the population, you have so much more time on your hands at this point in our life with everything that's going on in the world. Like pick up your phone, check in on those people, like cultivate the relationships with the people that you have in your tribe, check in on each other, talk to each other, have serious conversations about what's happening in the world. I mean, whatever it is, like, I know that I am enjoying this opportunity to 
just invest and kind of pour into some of those friendships because we aren't getting that face-to-face time together. And I think taking a look at what's happening with the time that you've been given, the extra time that you may have, start pouring into the people in your tribe. And I think it's going to go a long way. Yeah, and it's a beautiful double-edged sword there. If you're someone who has a lot of free time on your hand, it's a great time to take stock on these kind of things, think about them, make some decisions, whatever. And then if you're in the opposite, if you're, uh, you know, a paramedic and you're working all the time now, or you're a nurse or you're, you know, someone who's a frontline essential employee and you don't have a lot of time, perfect. Then invest in the ones that you know are important and let the other ones kind of fall back right now. Like that's fine. That's not a problem. So either way you can use this crazy time as an advantage for this exact topic. If you know you have a couple of really important relationships and you don't have a lot of time, really focus on those one, two, three, four relationships. If you have plenty of time now, then you can think a little bit more and you know try to make more decisions and be a little more analytical about it. But honestly, like I think this is one of those things that people kind of, if they're honest with themselves, they kind of know which are the good people to have in their life and which aren't and which ones you should be investing into. And But now is a great time to definitely build up that uh, investment in each other and yeah, like do, do everything you can to, uh, build that relationship because you got nothing else to do right now. Yeah. But, and I guess lastly, I know you're trying to wrap up, but like, excuse me, when this is all over, um, you know, whenever that might be, you are going to kind of have a fresh start moving forward. We Mm -hmm. haven't been hanging out with people. We haven't been, you know, going to people's houses or parties or, you know, what, whatever it might be being social outside of your home or outside of zoom and FaceTime and, you know, that kind of stuff. But like you are now going to have an opportunity to cut ties with the toxic and start really cultivating and allowing yourself to spend time with the people who make you happy so that you can live this healthier life with, with a more positive tribe of people. So yeah, you, we get back out there, we start hanging out with people again, we start going places, we start doing things and you can just be like, all right, no, thank you. You know? So I don't know. I think it could be great for a lot of reasons. Yeah. That's beautiful because I got posted in the original post about this stuff. My plan was to do this later. It wasn't really, I hadn't finalized all this stuff, but now is the perfect time to start doing this stuff. Um, for the reason she just said, like Morgan nailed it. That's a beautiful thing for you to think about right now. And, uh, and, uh, like I said, use this time to your advantage right now, either you have a lot of extra time or you're pressed on time. Either way, use that for your advantage and, you know, take a time, use the time to reset and be intentional about the choices you want to make going forward with, with these truck, with this tribe component and with the other six things. These are all things that you get to make a choice about and either do something about or not. And if you choose not to, whatever, that's cool. You just don't get to complain about it. So that's kind of our stance on that stuff. But yeah, that's uh, that's the first part of this. Like I said, stick around. We have six more of these that we're going to try to do over the next six days. If you know anything about our previous podcast history, <laughs> I, can't, I can't make it. Normally, it would be don't like six count, months. Right. Don't count on it being daily, but we are going to do our absolute best. Yeah. I. Yeah, so that would be daily, so we're going we're gonna to try. <laughs> All right, All right thanks, guys.